This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Ancient of days, we thank you for your word. Thank you for Monday Revival Hour, Tuesday Revival Hour, Wednesday Revival Hour, Thursday Revival Hour, Friday Revival Hour. Thank you for today's Revival Hour. Please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Because we have breath this morning, that is why we can praise you. Jesus, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. As we go into your word, as we yet pray, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Give us direction in the name of Jesus. This morning, I pray, touch the life of your children. Thank you for day five of the 14 days of power. We are grateful for all that you have done. Thank you for moving us a few days away from the revival itself. We return the glory. Thank you for all the souls that have been saved. This morning, Jesus, be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, take over this people. Make it die. Lord, confirm your word with mighty signs and wonder. Let none fall to the ground. Your word never falls to the ground in the life of someone. Let it never fall to the ground in my mouth. And Lord, save soul. Heal the sick, set the captive free, open the eyes of the blind, feed your people, empower them. And Lord, let, let this empowerment lead to all-round growth. Blessed be your name, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Psalm 133. Psalm 133. We're going to read from verse 1 to 3. And we'll read together and we'll, you, we can unmute your, your devices. We'll read together and let's unmute our devices. One to go. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the bed. Even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirt of his garment, as the dew of Hammer, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the pestilence, even life forevermore. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I want, um, brother. Brother Divine to read the book of Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. I'll read verse 19. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 19. A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. A person who stirs up conflict in the community. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have been looking at the seven abominable things that we must avoid if we must see God. And we have seen over and over again, God bearing his mind unto us revealing the things that he dislikes, the things that he hates. And brethren, if you want to go higher in life, avoid what God 
hates. If you want to go from glory to glory, don't go near the things that God hates. Other things that the Lord hates is that God hates people serving idols. He doesn't want his children to be bowed down, bowing down to wood, to river, to trees. Doesn't want them to be serving the moon, the stars. He wants them to serve him and him alone. So we have been looking at this and we give God the glory for the light of his war that has uh, broken forth in our midst. This morning is the word will yet break forth in a mighty way in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, one thing I found that is this. When the word of the Lord is faithfully preached, brethren, when the word of the Lord is faithfully uh, ministered and delivered, it has, it is that comprehensive tools that is able to change the life of any man. The word of the Lord can turn a prostitute to an evangelist. The word of the Lord can turn a drug addict to a pastor. Mm -hmm. The word of the Lord can turn even the, uh, an occultic, an occultic person to a saint. The word of the Lord can turn an, an arm robber in, you know, to a great apostle. The word of the Lord can turn somebody that is forgotten, abandoned, dejected, you know, uh, you know the, the, the put to shame, whatever level, how low they are alive. The word of God can turn them to become champions. The word of the Lord has that capacity to change our life. It is the only comprehensive tool that can change a man's life. So when we hear it over and over again, <clears throat> when we have the Lord's bearing his mind to us, it is that we are changed internally. As we are changed internally, it affects our outside outward life, the life that we live outwardly. So hearing the word of the Lord brings about great turnaround. And I pray for you this morning, your own turnaround begins this morning in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, the seventh one. Who can tell me the seventh abominable thing that God hates from that scripture? If you know it, unmute your device and tell us. What, what is number seven? Yes, anyone that sow discord among the brethren. Anyone that sow discord. So that is what we're looking at this morning. Now, from where we took our other Bible passages from the book of Psalm 133, how good, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So unity is a good thing. Dwelling together in unity is a good thing. And brethren, God is the author of peace. He's the author of peace. Now, because God is the author of peace, the Bible outlines the things that will happen when brethren dwell together in unity. Now, it says it is like a precious ointment. That means fresh oil is constantly poured 
fresh oil is constantly being poured upon the brethren when we dwell together. He said, I ran from the head of Aaron, that no one's head lack ointment, even Aaron's beard that went down to his skirt. That means an overflowing blessing. He said, as the dew of Hammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord command his blessings, even life forevermore. So what that tells us is that God command his blessings in, in the place of peace. So if your home, your life is peaceful, then you are a candidate for God's blessing. If your home, your life is not peaceful, then that means you are not a candidate of God's blessing. Now, God commands his blessing anywhere there is peace. And so now you will understand why God hates it. Brethren, do not sow discord among brethren. What does it mean literally to sow discord? It simply means that to sow misunderstanding, to sow rumor, distrust, quarreling, fighting, rancor among brothers and sisters. Now, there are some wicked fellow who take great delight in seeing people's head against each other. Those people, they are not on the side of God. As children of God, we have been called to the ministry of reconciliation, not to the ministry of separation. We have been called to the ministry of reconciliation, not to the ministry of separation. I want you to omit your device and tell your neighbor, you have been called to the ministry of reconciliation and not separation. One more time, you have been called to the ministry of reconciliation and not separation. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, brethren, we have been called. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 18 downward, it tells us about how God reconciled us to himself, and now he wants us to reconcile the world to himself. Now, let's go back. <clears throat> Sowing the seed of discord among brethren. One of the reasons why some people prefer to sow seed of discord among brethren is primarily one, because they were not children of God. They were not even born again in the first place. No born again person, anybody that have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior will sow discord among brethren. Brethren, don't go about you know, hitting people's head from here to here. Oh, did you hear what they said about pastor? Eh? Did you hear what they said about ah, brother A? Eh? Hmm. God will help us. Hmm. 
We'll be praying for them, Sha. Hmm. We'll be praying for them. <laughs> you will only hear you be praying for them, Sha. They will not pray. They will not pray. And then you will go to another person. Did you hear what that person said about you? Ah, I don't know that person could say that, you know. And then we'll go back to the same person. Did you hear? See, that is this call. Heating people's hair together. Now, so number one cause is anyone engaging in that, they are not children of God. They don't have part in heaven. They have not encountered Jesus. If you encounter Jesus, you will desire peace between your brother and your sister. So that's number one. Number two, rumor. Rumor is the major cause of discord among brethren. Rumor, rancor. The Bible gave us solution to rumor in the book of Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Say whatever thing are true, whatever thing are just, whatever thing are lovely. Let us open to it together. And then let's have Sister Sister Chidima. If you are there, read for us. Philippians 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. If she's not there, let Sister Yinka get ready to, to read for us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8, sir. Um, just a moment. Sorry. Philippians 4, verse 8 says that finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever mm. things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are with good reports, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Yes. So one of the problems is that people don't think about these things. People hear one side of the story and judge and condemn their brother and sister. People hear one side of the story and come to a conclusion. Oh, I didn't know that sister is that bad though. I didn't know she can do that. Have you heard the other side of the story? We should not judge ourselves. We have not been called to judge ourselves. We have only been called to love one another. The, the only thing God said we should hold one another is love. Who no more anything except to love them. So tell your brethren, you have not been called to judge your brother. You have not been called to judge your sister. You have not been called to judge your brother. You have not been called to judge your sister. You have been called to love them. Say you have been called to love them. Shout a big hallelujah. Amen. So brethren, God hates discord. So that's number two, rumor. Number three is what we call preferential treatment, division. Preferential treatment. Oh, when politics enter church, then discord among brethren enters. When, we, when people begin to play politics among brethren, then discord enters. 
And God hates discord among the brethren. He wants his children to be at peace. Preferential treatment. So when all of this, oh, you say it was, uh, oh, when that sister minister, that's the time I'm going to praise God. So uh, when, the, when that uh, brother ministers, that is when I'm going to praise God. No, all those things lead to discord among brethren. Also, one of the reasons that causes discord among brethren is hatred. Hatred. When there is hatred among the brethren, when there is hatred in one heart, hatred spread like cancer. It spread. Anybody that has hate in his or her heart, one thing you will observe is that they want other people to join them. They want other people to, to, to paint a picture about that person. So don't abhor hatred for any of your brother. If you have any misunderstanding or discord among them, the first thing the Bible teaches us to do is one, go to them. In fact, the Bible says that if you win the person, you are winners, you are one soul. Oh, brother, sister, this is what I did. I don't like. Uh, I don't I don't I don't like that thing that you did. And uh, well, if the person say, well, okay, I'm sorry for what I did. I didn't know it offended you. You have won him. Well, if the person said, no, I didn't do you anything. I didn't do you anything at all. Don't tell me that. Then, now, don't conclude yet. The next thing is that the Bible said, take two or three brethren, elders in the church, and then with you, go and meet the person. Talk about the whole matter again. Bring it up. Now, uh, it is Christ says that, well, uh, if the person is one, the person acknowledges and then is reconciled, you have one is so. But if not, then the, top, the, the stage three is, then it says, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the person, if the person will not hear when you meet a one-on-one, you call one or two people and he will not hear, then at that point, you have done your best. Leave the person for God. Leave the person for God. So brethren, but oftentimes we don't even go through all this process. All we do is that we go, we go on social media. Hmm. God will help us. Hmm. This Christianity self. I didn't know brethren can do this kind of thing. Ah. So you post it on social media, and then because every you know human being, every human being is a psychologist. So your friends are able to detect through your words. And then they say, ah, my friend, what happened? Why did you post, ah, hmm, my sister? Hmm. It is one day, so and so. And that is how it goes on and on and on and on. Brethren, you must not sow discord among the brethren. A typical example was a man called Abraham. Abraham and his uh, and his nephew, his brother's son, Lot. We saw an example of this 
in the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, chapter 13. Now, the Bible says that Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, I'm reading from verse 1, and Lord within into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. And he went on his way from the, from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, because Bethel and Ar, between Bethel and Ar, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abra called on the name of the Lord. And Lord also went with him, went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them. That means they were so prosperous. Their compound was becoming too small for them to dwell. They had dwelt so much. Because of God's grace upon Abraham, Lot had become wealthy. He had become a man of means in the community too. And that's why we said the company you keep determine what accompany you. If you follow the company of the righteous, you become righteous. You follow arm robbers, you become an arm robber. You follow divorcee, then you are likely going to divorce. Praise the Lord. So now he went on. The law was not able to, you know, bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the handsmen of Abraham's cattle and the handsmen of, of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwell in the land. Now, so Abraham's uh, servant, domestic servant, his staff, Abraham was a wealthy man. The man who could train, you know, uh, three to 400 uh, soldiers in his own house. Then anybody that, that is feeding three to 400 soldiers daily, of course, is a wealthy man. In fact, I can't think of now of any man on earth who is so wealthy to the point of feeding at least 300 people daily. I mean, I don't mean the stealing government money. So that was the kind of wealth. That was just, I mean, that is different from all the maids the ones that attend to the flocks and different things. So there was crisis between them. Now, the Bible says in verse eight, and Abraham said unto Lord, can you see Abraham fulfilling what Jesus said in bringing peace between his own brother? Now, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my my headmen and thy headmen, for we are brethren. I want you to unmute your device, unmute your device, and we are going to read that verse eight together. One to go. And Abraham said unto Lord, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me, between me and thee, and between my head and thy head men. For we are brethren. Now shout the loud, say for we are brethren. For we are louder, you can do better. Say, for we are brethren. For we are brethren. For we are brethren. Amen. Amen. Brethren, we are brethren. That means we are brothers and sisters. God 
hates people that create misunderstanding between brothers and sisters. So don't be part of them. Now, you know, as I was sharing this word, it has been coming now, so I will say it. Uh, you see, for our married sisters, please listen. Stop uh, making divorcees your friends because there is no advice they will give you that will be a good advice. The advice they will give you eventually is that you two should divorce your husband. Stop making them your friend. I don't know why God is bringing it. Because this thing leads to discord even in home. When you meet people who cannot put their own home in order, your best friend, any little thing, hello, ah, he has started again, no? he has started. And you are talking to somebody whose marriage is also collapsing. No. What advice would the person give you? The same thing with also our sister. Encourage our young sisters to love the law. Teach them in the way of the law. Don't tell them, ah, men are bad, oh. No, that is not true. The same with our brothers. Encourage young, uh, young brothers to love the law and to love their wife when they are married. Don't tell them, all women are bad. Who told you? Have you not read your Bible? Eh? All women are not bad. My own wife, by God's grace, is a wonderful woman. Praise the Lord. All women are not bad. They are not bad. It is not. Any woman that is born again will change. There's no, no matter how the character of a person may be, a man or a woman, if the person accepts Christ, there will be a character transformation within split second. A great woman of God says something. She said, she thanked God that her husband did not forsake her from the beginning when they got married. That because she said she created a lot of trouble for her husband. She said she talked so much, she gave him a lot of eddy. But that today she thanked God for what God has made out of her life. That if her husband had left and said, This is your trouble, is too much, and marry another woman, that the man will have missed all that the God is making out of her life today. And now I'm talking about Joyce Mayer. Joyce Mayer said that. She said that oftentimes. And of course, you know that Joyce Mayer is a mounted person. You know, she has that gift of talking. So, brethren, do not sow discord. Avoid feeding on wrong information. Avoid, uh, you know, keeping company with wrong people. Abraham showed us an example of how we can bring about peace between brothers and sisters. If we can humble ourselves, if you can say, if you can humble yourself even before that little brother and sister, then you will not sow discord. Abraham did not consider the age of love. He did not consider. I was one that raised this boy. I sent him to school. I trained him. I did everything. And now he's trying to, 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 to prove to me that he's a big boy. No. My prayer is that God will make us an instrument of peace in the name of Jesus. I want you to bow down your head this morning. You have heard that. God hates people who show discord among brethren. Do not show discord. I want you to ask this morning and say, Lord Jesus, I am sorry. In any way, I have shown discord among my brethren. Open your mouth and pray. Jesus loves his church so dearly. That's why don't dare to show discord among the people of God. Don't dare it at all. 
because that means you are invoking the anger of God himself. God loves his church so much because it will cause the blood of Jesus to put the church together. It caused the blood of Jesus. That's why when Jesus appeared again to his disciple after the resurrection, he said, go tell my brethren. Go tell my brethren. He even call his disciple his friend to tell you how much we are, we, we are so dear to the heart of Jesus. So if Jesus so much loved the church, why then do you want to show this call? To scatter his church is not possible because he has said that the gate of hell will not prevail against the church. So cry to God this morning. In any way, I've shown this court intentionally or unintentionally. This morning, Father, show me mercy. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now you are going to pray. You are going to ask the Lord that peace will continue to be the order of the day in our midst as a church in the name of Jesus. Our head will not lack ointment in the name of Jesus. And we are going to ask God to purge his church from every goat, from every wolf, in the mighty name of Jesus. Make that your prayer this morning. Make sure you are praying. Father, let peace become the order of the day in your church, not only in Mother Conqueror Parish, globally, the redeemed Christian church of God, globally, all the churches that they wear the name of Jesus are called in spirit and in truth. Jesus, this morning we pray, let your peace reign in every church. Let your peace reign in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Your next prayer point. Now, before we pray that, if you are here this morning, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know that without Jesus in your life, you become an instrument in the hand of the devil. May you not become an instrument in the hand of the devil. So you want to accept Jesus, you want to rededicate your life, you want to say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. I am sorry for my past sins. I am sorry for the ways I have sown discord among my brethren. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Lord, I pray for as many that have prayed this prayer, let it be well with them. Write their name in the book of life. Forgive them their sin. For in Jesus' name, we are praying. Economic power, my financial power, material power, the Lord will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Spiritual power to rule in the spiritual realm. God will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning. As you go out today, the Lord will bless you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you and your household. Spiritual power that will keep you on top. Spiritual power that gives you victory to advance the cause of the gospel. Receive that power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you will not forget the Lord your God. You should not forget the Lord your God. For it is he that gave the power to get well. Deuteronomy 8.18. I pray for you this morning. Power to get well. Power to become prosperous like Abraham. Receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, power to possess material things that you will use to advance the cause of the gospel and to make life better for humanity. Receive that power in the mighty name of Jesus. From this year's revival, from this 14 days of revival, of, of power, somebody is rising up as a giant in his or generation in the mighty name of Jesus. 
somebody who is a child of God, who is still going to love God, despite all the prosperity, in the mighty name of Jesus. As we meet later in the evening, in the name of Jesus, the Lord will do mighty things in your life. You will have testimony. Blessed be your name, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.